If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Hello, good morning, and welcome. That's right, in the house, your home improvement questions are answered right here right now. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick, host of this program. I do own a business called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we primarily help people with uh, their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. Been doing a radio show, home improvement radio show, for about 17 or 18 years now. Uh, only in Jacksonville for a few years, uh, the radio show is. But um, uh, throughout the state and other areas, um, uh, have uh, been doing it longer. But would love for you to be a part of the show this morning. Uh, any type of home improvement question is okay with me. Maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition, and you want to know what type of remodel or addition pays off. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about um, uh, painting and you don't want to know should you, uh, should you prime it first or should you just paint over the top. Uh, maybe you are thinking about replacing some flooring and you want to know what's the difference between engineered wood and regular hardwood and laminate. Really anything having to do with home improvement uh, is okay with me. A lot of questions I can answer. If I can't answer it, I'll let you know that as well. Number to dial is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You can also email me a question. Uh, You can do that through the website, either inthehouseshow.com or my company website, which is universalroofjacks.com. Just send it questions at universalroofjacks.com, and then I'll answer the question. I'll read the question first. uh, That way everybody knows what the question is, and then I'll answer it uh, live on the air. I do have some stuff on my talk agenda to get to today. I wanted to talk a a little bit about uh, energy efficiency and some changes, things that you can do uh, to your home to make your home home more energy efficient, Uh, and then um, some other tips and tricks and uh, but would love for you to be a part of the show. Uh, let's face it, uh, I'm not the best part of this show. It's you, our great listener, three four zero one zero four five. And we do have the smartest listeners here on uh, News one zero four five WOKV. That is for sure. All right, so. You know, energy efficiency, this time of year, uh, people start thinking about it, you know, it cools down a little bit, and and uh, you, you start to feel a little coldness in the air, you start to feel a little briskness as uh, as you walk near your windows and doors if they're drafty, and uh, so uh, this is the time of year a lot of people think about energy savings and about energy uh, consumption, and uh, you can 
make your existing home more energy efficient, whether that's insulation or whether that's new windows or doors or whether that's adding additional ventilation, uh, whether it's um, uh, radiant barriers, whether it's a uh, uh, new uh, HVAC system that is more efficient or uh, or it's um, sealing your duct work uh, to make sure that it's, that air isn't escaping as it's traveling through your ducts. All of those things are things that you can do to make your home more energy efficient. We're going to chat about some of those today uh, throughout the show between your calls. Uh, but again, if you want to call 340-1045. All right, let's go to Bill on the west side. Bill, you're in the house. How can I help you this morning? Yeah, yeah. We have a, uh, a patio. Part of the house is one wall, and the other part of the house is a second wall. It's got a nice flat slab, and I'm going to enclose the other two walls. My question is, we put the uh, pressure-treated two-by-four down to put the studs up on mm-hmm. the concrete. Right. Shouldn't there be some sort of sealant or membrane or something to water, to case water, so the water won't leak between the concrete and the wood? Well, let's um, let's can I, let me start a little bit sooner than that first before I answer that question. So the most of the time when we have that exterior patio area, it is at a different level, uh, different grade than what the interior of the house is. And so is that the case here? Is there a step down from the interior of the house when you go out on that patio? Yes, there is. Uh, okay. So th- this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they when they close in that area is that they do not raise the floor. And then what ends up happening is, is they get water intrusion that comes in along that outer wall that you build and then floods that area. And so... I do not recommend that you keep the grade of that what was exterior patio that you're closing in. I do not recommend that you keep that same grade. I recommend that you that you pour that floor so that it's the same height as the interior of the home. Okay, that's exactly what I thought. But I had some people disagree with me and it's just bugging the heck out of me. So um Yes. All right. Can you put two inches of concrete over over that or or you say make it the exact same height as the house. Yeah, I I like if you're closing are you closing it in and air conditioning it? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'll have it air conditioned. Okay. So yes, I think that you should should make it the same height as the interior of the home. Because what'll happen sometimes people will want to end up removing the the door that separates that area and then all of a sudden you still have a step down. So the best remodels and additions are ones that don't look like they're remodels or additions. And height changes in floors is one of the biggest ways that we can see that this area was closed in or added on later on. So I think that it's a good idea to pour it the same height as the, what the rest of the house is. Now, you do have to be cautious when you're pouring concrete over concrete because what happens is is that if the concrete isn't thick enough, thick enough, then it actually cracks. And so 
many times what you have to do is you have to etch the existing concrete that is there so it'll actually adhere or there's addition there's other types of additives that you can put on top of the concrete so that there will be a bond between the old concrete and new concrete and also it's a good idea that that when they deliver the concrete they can add fibers to it that give it strength so that that way it it uh, it can be held together uh, with um, uh, with fibers and not be as thick. See, part of what gives concrete its its thickness is either rebar, strengthening rebar, or um, uh, uh, fibers or thickness uh, is what gives it a part of its strength. If it's if it's thin, and especially if you're putting concrete over concrete, then it can crack later on as it cures. And so either you, you need to add rebar or you need to add that's drilled into the old one or you need to add some um some additives to the concrete so that, that it does give it strength so that it doesn't crack i got it okay i appreciate it and Thank then yeah, no problem and then also there it there does have to be the the waterproofing material on the uh on the outside of that new wall that you're framing has to come down below the level of where the concrete is. So one, we stop water from coming in because of the height changes, because of the grade. And then secondly, there does have to be some sort of waterproofing membrane that, again, also won't allow the water to come in underneath of that two by four that you're placing on top of the uh, on top of that new uh, you know the new slab that you're building. Right. Okay. I got it. All right. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Appreciate your call, man. Bye. Bye. All right, number to dial with your home improvement questions, uh, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You know, the, the, the lesson that Bill just gave is a, is a great lesson, which is that he used his common sense. He said that when he was getting uh, opinions from people and they said to just go right over the top, that it didn't make sense to him. When you're involved in home improvement projects and when you're getting uh, – when you're getting quotes and you're getting advice from people, I really want you to build it through the through the the filter of does that make sense to me? And you get a different opinions because if you get three people out, you're going to get different opinions on what um, uh, on what is right. So you also back that up with facts. You you back it up with okay, what is the research? If somebody's saying that um, that it uh, that it you can just go over the top, you know, does that make sense? And then show me the research that shows that that's okay. So so Bill, I like that you that you use that as a filter as you are um, uh, talking to different people about that project. So good luck with that for sure. All right, let's go to Jim in San Marco. Uh, Jim, you're in the house. How can I help you, man? Yeah, I have an uh, existing residential uh, house that's on a uh, terrazzo floor slab. I want to uh, – I bought the house, and uh, the orig- it's, uh, I'm the second owner. The original owner evidently – uh, redid their water lines from under the slab sewer uh, water lines and ran them up into the attic and came down and replumbed to existing bathrooms I wa- and kitchen area. I wanted to add uh, an interior bathroom, and my concern was twofold. One, I had one plumber, and he says, yeah, we'll just dig here and tap into the line. And I said, well, can't we... Uh, how do how do we know it's going to be deep enough to take the gravity flow of the sewer from the new bathroom toilet in John 
and I also was worried about existing water lines in the slab that might be, uh, that are now presumably non-functional, but I just didn't want to create headaches. So number one, can't they, or, or is there equipment that can kind of photo or x-ray that, a, that trunk line to receive, the existing trunk line to receive the new sewer so I know I have enough grade to take my gravity flow from the new bathroom, one, and then two, might there be problems with interrupting or are those water lines that have been moved to the attic dead under the slab? Woo. How about all that? <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm with you. So I, those are those are great questions uh, for sure. All right, so let's talk about the the water lines first. So yeah, once the so it's very common uh, when a house is replumbed if it is uh, on a slab, it's very common to take those new uh, supply water lines and run them through the attic. Um, one just because it's a lot less expensive than tearing out all your floors and cutting uh, new holes in all the floors. The attic is just the easier way to do. It right. and so it is extremely common uh, when a house is replumbed uh, for all the supply lines to now run through the attic. So, once that happens, once it's now moved to the attic, all of the supply line piping that is in the slab is 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 it's not working, like, there's no water going through okay. it. So, okay. I so, yeah, I have zero concerns about cutting the old supply lines that are that are in the slab. I have zero concerns about it whatsoever. So that's okay. one part of your question. Second part of your question is, is okay, you're adding a bathroom to a central area of the home, and then how do you make sure that the fall is right so that – because let's – Let's face it, my dad always used the term it was, you know, crap runs downhill. <laughs> and so so you want to make sure that you have enough um, uh, enough fall from one area to the other to make sure that all of that stuff uh, that we right. know <laughs> goes in uh, to bathrooms, we want to make sure that that flows out. Well, I think that you can do that without actually getting – too highly technical about it. Basically, you just measure from where that new bathroom is to where you believe that the other lines are. And if you have the plans from the existing house, you have a good idea. Most of the time, plumbers, you can tell because what's going to happen is, is they're usually going to run straight lines and then they're going to go off in either direction. And so you can usually have a really good idea just looking at it. If a plumber looks at it, where those lines are, you just measure the distance and see if you have enough fall. So again, I would just get a couple plumbers out to take a look at it, get a couple different opinions and like I, I know that if I went there, I'd be able to tell you, you know, with within ninety five percent certainty whether or not you had a fall, enough fall from one distance to the other. So, I don't. You can get as technical as they do have, you know, different materials that can actually go in and 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 see where they are, but you can't necessarily see the height of them. You know what I mean? You right. don't know. Mm-hmm. You you don't know if it's four and a half inches down or or if it's five inches down. You know what I mean? And so. Right. Right. Um, so uh, it's about it's about ten feet away from an existing bathroom, and my my concern wasn't so much. I think that I do would have enough fall just looking at new construction and seeing how the where they have put the lines down a, a fair distance below grade to get that natural fall. Um, my biggest concern was uh, where he where we had one plumber. He says, "Well, we can." I think it's right about here, and right about here is in the in the middle of an existing adjacent bedroom. And I said, okay, I, I don't 
mind going there, but we want to make sure if it's over five feet, all of a sudden we're blowing up more floor area to get to that trunk line. So my, I was asking them, can they come in with a camera or something like that? Or, or like you said, I'm, I'm guessing a, a good plumber would, would be able to guesstimate pretty uh, logistically where that line was, but I'm trying to really pinpoint it to make, to be more conservative and, and damage done to the existing floor. Sure. Now, the, the terrazzo, because you talked about having terrazzo, is do you still have the terrazzo as the surface, or do you have some other flooring material over the top? Uh, they put a tile over it, uh, so they would have to, you know, pop the tile, and then there's the, the terrazzo floor, which is really pretty nice, but uh, <laughs> but we would probably go back with some kind of covering. So that's, that's being in a bedroom, I thought, okay, I could, you know, retile. or re- I'm not too worried about the the uh, um, you know replacement but I do you know want to limit it is how much I would have to replace or go down or whatever whatever sure so with terrazzo I mean I would have a bigger concern if you didn't have flooring over the terrazzo because when you patch terrazzo it's never gonna it's never gonna look the same you know what I mean so um, so I would have more of a concern if you were trying to keep the aesthetics of a terrazzo you know we add in in the I used to do more remodeling than I do now, and we would add bathrooms all the time. And our method of doing it was not – we did not take um, uh, and do you know all of the specialized equipment to do it. We would be able to tell you within a, a certain amount of, 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 of assurance, within a few feet, uh, whether or not um, uh, that um, – where that plumbing line most likely was. So that's typically the way that we would handle it. I have seen – uh, different equipment that does allow you to look at where the plum- plumbing lines are, but most plumbers don't have it's a most plumbers don't have it. So I wouldn't be that concerned. Great, right, th- well, fantastic. All Thanks, right. brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. All right, that music means I got to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to In the House. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the house, your home improvement questions are answered. 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Or you can email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go to Bob in Palm Coast. Bob, you're in the house. How can I help you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Is this Ken or Jared? This is Jared. Jared, good morning. Um, yeah, we uh, we bought a house last August here in Palm Coast, and uh, it's vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. And it's it's older, obviously, so it's Slightly oxidized, not greatly, but uh, it's a Wedgwood blue color. We want to change the color. Mm-hmm. Wondered uh, about pressure washing it first and what kind of paint to use, how to put it on. Can you spray it? Can you roll it? Whatever. And uh, how do you plug holes that are there from previous owners that have put nail holes or screw holes into the vinyl that I would like to plug first and then sand down somehow? Sure. Okay. So um, vinyl can be painted. Uh, One of the advantages of vinyl, in fact, probably, well, I guess there's two advantages to vinyl over other types of siding. Um, uh, One is, is that you don't have to paint it. Um, uh, It, you know, comes pre-finished. And so the idea with vinyl is that you don't have to paint it. The only other good thing about vinyl is that from a cost perspective, it's cheaper than a lot of other types of siding. But otherwise, it, it's you know those are the two advantages of it. So my you can paint it. So I'm going to walk through the process of painting it. But in general, I would say if you 
if you are okay with the color, I wouldn't paint it. If you're not, it is what it is. You know, the only way to change the color is to paint it. So, uh, so that's the first thing. I know that when my wife gets her mind made up where she wants a different color, it doesn't matter whether it's a good idea to paint it or not. It's that she wants it a different color. So either I buy something new or I paint it. So, uh, so I get that. So, um, I, with with it, you want to make sure that you could do good preparation. We do get concerned with pressure washing of vinyl just because the vinyl is not really waterproof by itself. The thing about forced water is that you're, you're, you're getting it in a lot of areas where you can allow water to get in behind. So I, I'm okay with pressure washing it, but I also like, you know, if, if it's a one story, I actually like the idea of taking some sort of detergent uh, and, and actually scrubbing it a little bit with a soft brush. It takes more time but it's going to uh, I don't want you to get too close to the vinyl with a pressure washer because it can damage it and it can allow water to get in and so um, now I've come to a break here so if you don't mind holding on and then I want to finish this discussion uh, after uh, after news so hold on one second you're listening to In the House we'll be right back our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Love for you to be a part of it. Number here, 340-1045. You can also email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. And uh, before the break, we were talking to Bob. Uh, Bob is in Palm Coast. Uh, he has vinyl siding and uh, wants to change the color. And so we've been talking about uh, painting it. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. I just reshingled my roof while waiting. It's okay. <laughs> I can't control the length of the brakes, man. <laughs> hey, I'm in radio myself here down here, and I know the deal. Yep, that's the way it works. All right, so, so yeah, so the um, you can paint vinyl, and and so it is. So my concern with pressure washing, like in general, I'm fine with the pressure washing the exterior of the home. Vinyl, I get a little bit concerned because the amount of force that it takes to actually remove the dirt and debris can sometimes cause damage to the vinyl, and at the same time can get water intrusion behind the vinyl, just because vinyl is not the most waterproof material, and so. When cleaning it, I, I like if you are, especially when you're going to paint it, because you, it, it has to be a nice, clean surface for that paint to adhere to. So they recommend, if you look at a lot of the vinyl manufacturers, they recommend taking about a third of cup of laundry detergent with a little bit of bleach, maybe like a quart of bleach, and then one gallon of water. And then you can put that in a pump-up sprayer and spray it on and then just use a brush and brush it a little bit. Uh, I've seen people in the past use um, uh, one on a uh, – uh, one on a – you know, on a um, like a broom handle uh, or extension where they spray it on and then they just uh, rub along with uh, with like almost like a car wash uh, type of brush uh, just to get that dirt and debris off and then rinse it off. And you can rinse it off with a pressure washer. You just want to stay far enough back where you're not actually damaging it. So getting it nice and clean is a is a key element. The next 
element that is key is you want to make sure that the weather is good. If there is any chance of rain whatsoever, I don't want you to paint that day because it's really important for it to be dry. It needs to be really dry um, when, uh, when you're painting it. And then you can go to the paint store and rec- and get a recommendation from them on on w- uh, what uh, to use over the top of vinyl but in general we're going to find that a latex urethane paint is going to be the best when painting over the top of vinyl okay and then in regards to spraying it or using a brush or using a roller in general, spraying's probably going to be better just because of the grooves of the vinyl and how the pieces come together. The spraying it is probably going to be the best, and you're going to get a more smooth, um, uh, you know, adherence of it. But I'm not opposed to rolling or brushing if you don't have a paint sprayer. But uh-huh. if you have a paint sprayer, then spraying is going to be better. So. Now, what, what about holes where previous owners have put screws or nail holes? Is there a way to plug those and then sand it down? Yeah, I mean, most of the time what you're going to find is that, is that depending on the size of the hole, um, is, uh, is to just use some sort of caulking. Uh, is is usually the best. I don't want you to you know to sand the vinyl too much, just because you don't want to you know cause any op- additional openings in it. So usually, uh, like if it's a larger hole, you know they'll they'll put either backer rod in, uh, and then caulking over the top. And then the other, um, if you uh, with caulking, what you can do as well is when you fill it with caulk, you smooth it with your finger a little bit. And then actually, if you take a wet sponge and just go over it lightly, that's going to smooth that area out so you're less likely to see it uh, when you paint over the top of it. So, um, But just it, the uh, striations of, of the vinyl itself. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so the, a sponge is a good way to do that. Um, uh, it just kind of smooths it out a little bit and gets it, um, you know, uh, gets it looking closer to what it would naturally. Just an exterior silicone caulk, basically. Well, well, you got to be careful with silicone because a lot of silicone caulking is not paintable. So if uh-huh. it if it does have silicone in it, you want to make sure that it is a paintable silicone. Um, but uh, a latex caulk would be fine, especially if you're using a latex urethane paint. So. Uh, any painting style caulking would be fine. Just just make sure that if it is silicone, as I said, that it, that it is paintable. Paintable. Okay, yeah. good. Thank you so much, Jared. Appreciate and, it. No problem. The other thing that I would want you to do before you do that is I, I want you to at least get a quote on what hardy siding is. Hard, a hardy board is looks really good. Now, it's not cheap. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it looks really good, and they do have a pre-painted version called Color Plus. Um, again, it's going to be more expensive than what you're doing, but uh, there is an aesthetic difference to Hardy as well. So I'd at least want you to get a quote for it because I have found people that said, you know, they ended up going through all this thing of painting the vinyl, and then they get it done, and they're like, well, I, it still looks like vinyl. I still don't like it. And then they end up a few years later replacing it with Hardy, and then they wasted all the time and the money painting it in the first place. So I at least, before you want to go down that road, I at least want you to get a quote on what Hardy is, um, just because it's you know it's pretty nice. So okay, <laughs> okay, sounds good. 
Thank Very you good. for your info. I appreciate it, Jared. Have a great day. No problem. You too. Go and uh, <laughs> hurrah! Uh, if you end up, uh, if you end up, do wanting a quote on the uh, on the Hardy, we do that at Universal Roof and Contracting. Our office number is six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Again, six four seven thirty nine zero seven. My business, Universal Roof and Contracting. We focus on uh, roofing, siding, and windows are the areas where we perform work, and we do work there in Palm Coast. But uh, our office number is six four seven thirty nine zero seven. All right, thanks for that question, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, let's see. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Paul on the south side. Uh, Paul, you're in the house. How can I help you? Uh, yes, good morning. I enjoy your show. Thanks, uh, Bob. I, I have recently exchanged all of my ionizing uh, smoke detectors, and uh, they're all interconnected um, for monitoring. But there's two left that I don't really recognize what they are. I think they're thermal detectors. Okay. They, they look a little different. They have a much wider opening around the top. Uh, one of them's not working, but um, I don't want to mess with them because there's also a sprinkler system here in the condo, mm. and I don't know if they're interconnected. And if, and if I take these things off, I don't want to set off the sprinkler system. The sprinklers in the ceiling look like the, the type that have the red alcohol uh, glass um that if it heats up, that will set it off. But are, is there any way that that is electronically set off also? Um, when was the uh, when was the condo built? Two thousand and one. It is possible there are um, uh, they there are t- sprinklers today uh, that yes that uh, if. Um, uh, there are sensors that are attached to other areas throughout that say it's not just the glass breaking that would cause the sprinkler to, to go off, but electronically they will as well. Now, 2001, I'm not sure, uh, but I I would probably be cautious and not pull them down and replace them just in case. Uh or I would find out who um, actually put them in originally. There's only a few uh, uh, fire sprinkler companies uh, that work new construction. And so, you know, it's a, a list of most likely three or four different companies, most likely. And so uh, you can contact them as well uh, just to make sure. But I definitely would be cautious and not remove it just in case. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, bud. Appreciate your call. Take care. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bob. If you want to take his line, it is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. I want to take uh, take a few moments and talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Renewal by Anderson is the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation. Anderson is just known for quality when it comes to windows and doors. And uh, a number of years ago, Anderson had figured out that there's just not a good process for re- for window replacement. This was over 20 years ago. So what a lot of people were doing back then is they were just taking a standard size window and door and then modifying it for in order to replace it. And so uh, uh, Anderson decided to start a division uh, to Anderson Corporation called Renewal by Anderson, and it is the window replacement division of the Anderson Corporation. And then they partner with local uh, companies uh, in each geographic area. And so Renewal by Anderson is, uh, in my opinion, the best uh, window replacement 
replacement experience, and they've set out to have the best experience in home improvement. And so they uh, will send a design consultant to your home, uh, give you a price right there that's good for a year on your window replacement, and they have uh, uh, the windows that they use, the windows that they manufacture, they're not vinyl, they're not aluminum, they're not wood. It's actually a material called Fibrex, and uh, it was um, uh, invented uh, by Anderson Corporation uh, along with a, another company that they had purchased, and it is a great material. It, it looks like a painted wood window, except it doesn't rot the way that the wood does. It doesn't expand and contract and crack the way that vinyl does, and it doesn't have the heat transfer like what aluminum does. And uh, it's a great material. They have all kinds of energy-efficient um, uh, glass materials that they use. Uh, it really is uh, the best window, a replacement window on the market, and it's renewal by Anderson. If uh, you are tired of that high electric bill, if you're tired of uh, the the discoloration between the glass uh, of your windows, you're tired of the drafty windows, uh, then I want you to call Renewal by Anderson uh, to replace the windows at your home. And their number is 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. A great present for your spouse as well. And they're having great specials. For the month of December, it's $350 off every window and $750 off every door. There's a minimum of four uh, that you have to purchase. But And they're also having some great specials just for our listeners, just for uh, our radio show listeners. If you call 222-8064, especially if you um, sign up before the end of the year, there's some great specials. I know they're trying to get in uh, as much as possible before the year ends, 222-8064, and that's Renewal by Anderson. All right, that music means i got to take a break. Uh, we will be right back. If you have a question, home improvement question, there is a line open for you. You can get in right now, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Welcome back in the house. Final segment this week's show. Got about six, seven minutes left. If you would like to give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 with your home improvement questions. You can also email questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Jessica in Arlington. Jessica, how are you this morning? Hey, good. How about yourself? Pretty fantastic. Thanks. How can I help you? Hey, I've got a house, um, former tenant occupied, and it's empty now, and I'm trying to get it fixed up to sell, and I've got some fogged up windows and windows off track, and I'm just hit a wall with money, and I'm trying to find out if I just have to suck it up and do it because the inspection will fail me, or if it's something maybe I can just find a cosmetic workaround for the time being. I'm not sure how to handle it. Sure. So when we look at the selling of a home, there's certain things that that are 
um, that 100% I would say you would need to fix, and there are certain things that that you may or may not need to. So, for example, if you have an active leak somewhere, you got to stop that, right? That's structural, right. you know, that can cause structural damage. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is a function, if there is a window, let's say in a in a bedroom, and it does not function. So, let's say you can't open it to get out in case of a fire, then I would say, okay, you need to fix that window because it's a safety hazard and that would be an issue in the closing of the house. If you have a window that, you know, the seal is broken and it just kind of fogs up, uh, you know, there's a discoloration within the glass, that that isn't necessarily a functional problem where it's going to stop the sale of the home. Now, aesthetically, you know, somebody may come in and say, oh, well, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to spend all this money on uh, – I'm going to have to spend all this money on, on doing repairs. Mm-hmm. So, so it, again, if it's functional where it's, a, where it's a hazard or it's a major problem, then I would say I go ahead and fix that stuff before you put it on the market. If it's an aesthetic item – uh, and it's inexpensive to fix, then I would say go ahead and fix it. If it's expensive, uh, then I probably wouldn't. And so I, I don't know if that answers your question. but Yeah, yeah. Just Is there a cosmetic way to fix fogged windows or is it just replacing no. the whole thing? Yeah, it's replacing the whole thing. So okay. in general, when we look at windows and doors, it, it's the, it, it is a long-term repair, meaning that you're not going to necessarily get the same amount of money more out of the house by right. replacing the windows and doors. It's it's not one that I would do as part of the – right before I sold the home. One mm-hmm. of the main advantages to windows and doors, the newer ones are way more efficient. And so it's a long-term return on investment, not necessarily a one-week return on investment. I got you. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. That's definitely something to consider. Sounds good. Good luck with the sale of that house. I hope you get more money than you uh, than you wanted out of it. That's what I hope. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have a good day. Right. Thanks. Okay. Uh, you have a wonderful day as well. And if you do uh, decide that you know that you know there is a, a a fire hazard one where it has to be replaced, or if you're thinking of anybody out there listening and thinking about replacing your windows and doors, uh, Ren- Renewal by Anderson is a great company to do that. Again, Renewal by Anderson, uh, their phone number two 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 eight zero six four. Of course, area code nine zero four. It's two 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 eight zero six four. All right, let's do an email question here really quick. Uh, This comes to us from Catherine. Uh, Catherine writes, uh, 12 shingles blew off my house during the Matthew storm. I haven't replaced them yet because I have not found someone to repair the shingles at a reasonable cost. Will my roof start leaking when it rains? The roof is 13 years old. My insurance company closed the claim due to the fact that the roof did not need to be replaced. Also, why is my ceiling bubbling in certain spots? Um, Okay, so the ceiling bubbling is probably from the roof. Uh, Understand that when roofs are installed, especially shingle roofs, they do not, we do not uh, put extra shingles on. It's not like, you know, hey, let's put an extra couple layers on just in case one of them blows off. Uh, And so uh, when a shingle blows off, uh, that is an opening that can allow water to come in. And so those areas of bubbling, obviously I haven't seen it, um, but 
those two things are most likely connected uh, because when the shingles are missing, that's a hole. That hole can cause water to come inside the house. And so that is not something that I would let go. That does need to be fixed uh, pretty immediately. And so I'd have a certified roofing contractor come out to take a look at it. Many times it's a minor repair and many times it's way more damage than what it appears like from the ground and that roof needs to be replaced. I don't know how to tell you which it is without looking at it, um, uh, but there are many times where it's a minor repair, and there are many times where it needs to be replaced. And it's typically not the insurance company that's going to tell you that. In other words, they don't—they're not going to repair it. The insurance company is is an expert at their policy and all of that, but they're not necessarily experts in roofing and what work needs to be done in order to repair it. Uh, it's a certified roofing contractor that would say whether or not it needs to be repaired or replaced. And so um, I would recommend that you have either us or you know somebody come out take a look at it. If you want to call my business, it's Universal Roof and Contracting, and our uh, our office number is six four seven. Three nine zero seven again six four seven three nine zero seven. We always come out for free. We'll give you a quote, and if it's a minor repair, we're going to tell you that and give you a quote. If it needs to be replaced, then we can help contact your insurance company and walk through that process with them and give them the reasons why it needs to be replaced. Again, Universal Roofing Contracting six four seven three nine zero seven. All right. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening today. We do appreciate it. Show's called In the House. It's every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here on News 104.5 WOKV. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See ya. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.